Since 1912, the Better Business Bureau has been an integral part of American business. BBB represents knowledge for consumers, resources for business owners, and accountability for all in a free market. We believe that informed is empowered. Empowered people run better businesses, make better buying decisions, and build better communities. That's why we're broadcasting information you need to know to work better, buy better, give better, live better. This is BBB Presents. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, BBB Presents, Fighting Pandemic Fraud Part 2. This is the second part of a two-part series on defending against scams during COVID-19. BBB's Sarah Kemmerer talks with Dan Orzano, Manager of Outreach and Investor Education for the Division of Securities, about what the Ohio Department of Commerce recommends for keeping your finances secure in a time of global insecurity. Hello and welcome back to another episode of BBB Presents. I hope you got a chance to listen to our most recent episode where I was joined by Victoria Yurkovic, who is the Consumers Affairs Manager for the Division of Financial Institutions Office, which is under the Ohio Department of Commerce. That's that's still a mouthful. (laughs) And in part one of our two-part series, we were able to talk about the ongoing scams that have stemmed from COVID and how to navigate these crazy COVID scams when you shop online. And this is the second part of the two-part series. Today, I am joined by Dan Orzano, who is the Outreach and Education Manager of the Division of Securities, which is also under the Ohio's Department of Commerce. Dan manages a statewide investment educational program, which focuses on reducing the rate of security, financial, and investment fraud by informing and educating Ohioans about the best practices to manage their financial investments. He also manages all of the communications for the division, which includes media relations, social media, digital and print content. Dan, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. All right. Can you tell me about the work that the securities division does? Sure. Um, When I describe our division uh, to people, I like to refer to what I call the four Ps. Uh, Those would be people, product, problems, and prevention. The first is people. We license those who sell securities products and provide investment advice in Ohio. The next is product, and our team reviews certain investment products before they're offered for sale in Ohio to make sure they meet certain standards required by our laws. The third area is problems, and this is a big one. Um, This is where our enforcement section deals with those who violate Ohio securities laws. Um, That section is actually a criminal justice agency. So the staff there has uh, the power to investigate allegations of fraud, issue subpoenas for records and other materials as part of their investigation. They can also take administrative, civil, and even criminal action, including taking a case to a county prosecutor for indictment and possibly trial. And finally, the fourth is prevention, which is really what we're doing today, Sarah. We try to provide materials, we make presentations to the public, and we try to communicate our prevention messages to help Ohioans understand what's oftentimes a complex world of investing, and then try to provide tips to avoid being defrauded. Dan, thank you so much for that explanation. And it could be said that a podcast episode on finances might not be the spiciest topic, but it is absolutely necessary to learn how to manage your finances safely in this day and age. And if you're not really aware of those red flags of an investment scam, or really how to effectively budget and invest, you could lose a tremendous amount of money and even your identity. And we never want to scare our listeners, but it is important to be aware of these dangers, especially those that are very, very common. 
So what types of fraud does your enforcement section see most often, most frequently? Well, Sarah, you're right. We don't want to scare people either, um, but we'd rather provide information to empower them so that they make good investment decisions. So hopefully that's what people will learn today. Um, one common fraud that your listeners may have heard about is called a Ponzi scheme. And this is where the scammer will take money from new investors to pay off early investors. Um, these types of fraud often collapse when there are no new investor money coming in or when all the investors want their money at the same time and there's not enough, often there's none, to pay everyone back. Like a good example of that was the Bernie Madoff case from a few years ago uh, that people might remember. And that was basically a huge Ponzi scheme. Uh, the, the federal uh, government who prosecuted the case estimated $65 billion was lost and about 4,800 clients were affected who all lost money. Um, Madoff is currently serving 100 years in prison, by the way. Um, another common fraud we see we call affinity fraud. And this is an example where a scammer will join a group of people who have similar interests, such as a sports league, uh, a social or professional club, or even a religious organization like a church. What typically happens is the scammer will earn the trust of the other members through their involvement with the group. Eventually, they approach those members to invest in a business or a product, which oftentimes either doesn't exist or is just a bad idea. Um, and it's important to remind people they need to be careful when approached to invest in anything. Even if it's legitimate, consumers need to know what they're buying and who they're buying from. Trust but verify is a, is a great way to think about it, and it's a good approach, and we have resources to help consumers do that. You know, we have seen very similar scams at the BBB, and they've really been around for years, even centuries. And recently, we've seen a resurgence of those really common scams, but only with the COVID twist on them. And one of the most popular scams that we hear about most often are romance scams, you know, where the victim falls in love with someone on an app who is their perfect match but this, quote, soulmate urgently needs money to come to the U.S. And now lately, we're seeing the same type of romance scam, but only this time the money is needed because a relative died from COVID. And this is just, example, this is just one example of the many types of frauds that have evolved from COVID. Um, so how have frauds evolved in your office? Yeah, that's a great question. Um... You know, for sure, the pandemic has added yet a new twist to really the same types of fraud. Um, it's said that fraudsters follow the headlines, and that's really true. There have been cases around the globe where uh, the scammer has used the pandemic to get people to invest in a phony protection product or a vaccine that doesn't exist or a new company that might provide equipment and, and those kind of things. But basically, these are just new ways to defraud people using COVID as the reason. Um, one thing I do want to mention is that our division is part of a U.S., Canadian, and Mexican task force that's being coordinate, coordinated by the North American Securities Administrators Association, which is our primary industry trade group. And that group is looking for COVID-specific fraud, which has often been perpetrated by social media, Craigslist posts, and phony websites. Um, and so that's been going on since April, and I know that um, probably close to 250 schemes have been uh, found um, where uh, scammers are trying to defraud investors and consumers. Um, and action has been taken, you know, administrative action, cease and desist orders. And they've also reached out to social media and web hosting companies to request that those sites be removed. So that's one example of where we're trying to take some very specific action 
as a result of the pandemic? You know, we try to stay on top of scams as much as we possibly can, but I do like your quote when you say fraudsters follow headlines. And it's so difficult to stay on top of all these different types of fraud and specific scams that happen um, in day-to-day operations. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about investing in particular. So let's say if I'm new to investing, what are some of the red flags that should concern me when I'm considering an investment opportunity? Yeah, there are um, several things that I tell consumers they need to look for. The first is a pushy salesperson. Um, If you're talking to somebody and there's this sense of urgency that you have to make a decision right now, or maybe they tell you, hey, there's a limited opportunity, Uh, you know, you need to get in on the ground floor. You know, if someone offers you a can't-miss investment opportunity and pressures you to invest right now, you need to walk away. There's nothing that you need to do right now to make a decision. You should always have time to investigate the, the product, the person, you know, and determine whether it's right for you. So um, never be pressured to make an immediate decision. Another uh, red flag is um, if the investment is being offered with a guaranteed return with little or no risk. All investments carry risk, and you could potentially lose some or all your money. Uh, in a legitimate investment, that information is actually in, usually in the small print, which nobody ever reads, which they should, um, because any investment is going to have a risk. So anyone who says that there's no risk is lying because no one can guarantee a return. Um, and another one would be look out for unusually high or consistent returns despite market fluctuations. You know, as we all know, the markets go up and down all the time. And so if you are getting statements that show really huge returns, like 30% every single time, that's a huge red flag. So those are some things I tell people to watch for. As someone that's new to investing, I think those are really great tips because those are things that I would have never considered. Um, And they don't really teach that in school anymore. And just to kind of add to those tips, I think that one of the most important things to consider when starting to invest is getting a financial advisor to help you guide through the process, which can be very scary and overwhelming. And whether consumers are searching on BBB.org for a financial advisor, shameless plug, or they're looking at outside companies, how can they determine if a financial advisor has the appropriate credentials to give them advice? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier how our division licenses advisors. Um, And so advisors have to have certain state or federal licenses to do business. And that's usually based on a lot of different criteria, such as education or training, passing uh, certain examinations and those kind of things. So there's a few resources uh, that I can share that people can uh, use to check the background uh, of an advisor or someone who you think you might want to do business with. The first thing um, is we have an investor protection hotline that people can call and request information. And we can tell you if the person is licensed, how they're licensed, what kind of training they have, what the work history is, and if there's any complaints filed against them. Um, That number is one 877 683-7841. Now, I need to let people know that we can't recommend a person, but the goal is to provide them with information to make informed choices. Um, another really good online resource that I often tell people about is something called Broker Check, which is a website provided by FINRA, which is a financial industry uh, regulatory authority uh, for all securities firms that do business in the U.S. Um, that website is brokercheck.com. FINRA, F-I-N-R-A, dot org. 
and consumers can input the person's name and uh, as much other information that they have, and they'll get a report on the background of that person. And by the way, that's confidential. Uh, you know, the advisor is not going to know that you're doing the research, that you're checking up on them. Um, again, that information is provided to consumers so they can uh, make an informed decision. You know, who knew that there could be so many resources out there for people and there are still people getting scammed? It's truly astonishing that we have all this education and research opportunities with you all um, and things are still happening, which our goal is to try to prevent that. And I said this before earlier in the podcast that investing can be really scary and intimidating, especially since we just learned many different types of fraud and red flags. So fortunately, your office is one of those many resources that so many people aren't utilizing, and they should be. So how can business owners and consumers use your services and programs? Yeah, you're right. Um, so in addition to calling the toll-free hotline that I mentioned to check an advisor's background, uh, consumers could also contact us if they have questions about an investment opportunity or if they suspect they could be or have been defrauded. Um, so I'll repeat the number. It's uh, toll-free 1-877-683-7841. And I would make sure that uh, if you call that number, make sure you leave a complete message, including your name, uh, a contact phone number, we can back with you, and a really good description of what it is that you're looking for. So our staff reviews those inquiries, and then they follow up with the person and, and try to help them as best we can. The other thing we do is uh, kind of like what we're doing today, Sarah. We're happy to make presentations to groups on fraud prevention and, and tips for safe investing. Of course, these days we have to do that virtually, of course. And so uh, we've been trying to do a lot of that instead of going out in public. Um, and then the, the other thing I would tell people is we have a lot of good information and literature on our website. Um, the URL is a little difficult, so I would tell people the best way is to do a Google search for Ohio Division of Securities. When you get to our site, you'll see a section for consumers that has all kinds of good educational materials on investing and how to prevent fraud. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those resources. And just thank you again for joining me for part two of Fighting Pandemic Fraud. Yeah, that's been my pleasure, Sarah. Thanks again for the opportunity to provide your listeners with tips on preventing investment fraud. Mom, no problem. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to our previous episode, make sure to check out Fighting Pandemic Fraud Part 1 with Victoria Yurkovic, who is from the Ohio Division of Financial Institutions. Thanks for listening to this episode of BBB Presents. Until next time, connect with BBB Cincinnati on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Bookmark our site dedicated to resources for consumers and businesses in challenging times at COVID19Cincy.org. Don't forget to check out local businesses and do your part by leaving reviews at BBB.org.